Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Texas, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We've got a bit of a emotionally charged episode in store for everybody today. We're going to get into it. Tito's and Shiner, going to be an all-nighter. Just might find her at the Whataburger line. Dance halls and women. But man, I'm wishing that I was fishing by the river tonight in Texas. But first, as always, your favorite segment. And ours. We love doing it, even though no one's given us any money for it yet. Yet. Literally no money yet, but hopefully we'll get they there one day. They keep denying us. One day they're going to be like, you know what? You know We're what? going to make it rain. But still call us. You're not sponsors. Want to know who our first not sponsor is Who's today? our first not sponsor? Ancestral Supplements. Ancestral Supplements. The official dietary supplement of Roger Clemens. Ancestral Supplements. The official dietary supplement of Lance Armstrong. Ancestral Supplements. Is that gallbladder or gear? Ancestral Supplements. It's not HGH. Ancestral Supplements. It came in like a syringe last time. Ancestral Supplements. Does it smell like shit? Probably does. Then it doesn't work. Ancestral Supplements. Is that liver king or a multi-level marketing scheme ancestral supplements also brought to you by intellectual hypocrisy ancestral supplements do you know what our ancestors didn't take ancestral supplements who's our other not sponsor our other not sponsor is intellectual hypocrisy intellectual hypocrisy hey are you a journalist intellectual hypocrisy do you have a blog but you used to be a journalist intellectual hypocrisy hey do you say one thing and then do another intellectual hypocrisy do you like openly support one thing that you don't actually do intellectual hypocrisy do you lack self-awareness have you never examined anything about yourself your organization or anything that you actually say you stand for Intellectual hypocrisy. We're talking about Texas Monthly. We're going to talk about Texas Monthly. In a minute. In a minute. But before before we we get get to that, (laughs) do you want to hear about our small town of the week? Small town of the week. Small town of the week. So, the the recorded history of Austin, Texas began in the 1830s when the Anglo-American settlers arrived in central Texas and founded a town in 1837 called Waterloo. Waterloo. On the banks of the Colorado River. Now, Waterloo would eventually become the city that we know and love, Austin, Texas. It's where we're recording right now. It's where we're recording right now. Shouts out, Patch Six. It was the first permanent settlement in the entire area, and this tiny little community would eventually become a bustling capital for the entire state. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is and the capital of Bachelorette Party. I mean, that's our small town of the week. Yeah. It had, you know, some famous people went uh, went through there. Marabou B. Lamar uh, was not to be confused as, like, with Hedley Lamar. <laughs> was reported as like stopping there and you know hanging out there. Eventually, the town would be renamed as Austin and would start yeah. growing. But initially, they were like Waterloo. Like a lot like, of like a lot of really large things. It started very small. Yeah, small town of the week. Shouts out Waterloo. Shouts you out can Waterloo. still go to Waterloo Ice House. Yes, you um, can. You can go to Waterloo Records. If anybody in the Austin area was unaware of why we have a Waterloo Records. It has no relation to the one in London. It's because <laughs> Austin used to be called Waterloo. Waterloo. Used to as in centuries Or decades ago. Or decades 
Uh, no, centuries. Centuries. Multiple That's hundred years. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Centuries ago. Like the Fallout Boy Also decade. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is our small town of the week. Uh, nice. Because not all small towns stay small. It's true. Especially if there's a railroad. Especially if there's a railroad. Or if there's not a railroad. Which it's, there was. There was. It's still there. Absolutely. Still functional. Still it's, functioning. Also, it's so weird when a train goes through Austin because mm-hmm. you don't see them very much. It doesn't happen a lot, yeah. And then you're like, whoa. I actually live right by one of the metro areas, so like there are commuter trains. Well, that one goes all the time. All the time, but it it is interesting because we forget how many people come into the center of the city throughout the day to live and work. Yeah, I had a coworker actually who took the metro, Mm -hmm. which was crazy. I thought people who used the metro were like just the people who drove them. I didn't know people used them. Yeah. And I had this coworker who started using it around February. Mm -hmm. And it was about, he said, about a, he would drive to the metro station. Oh, metro station. There you go. Shake it. Um, okay. And he would drive to the metro station and ride the rail to like downtown Austin. And it was about a 15 minute walk to the office. And he yeah. thought it was this great idea. He was like, I'm, I'm avoiding traffic. I'm not yeah. using gas money. This is great. It took all of four days in May. Yeah. That 15 minute walk walk. for him to be like, I will never use the metro again because I am drenched in sweat every time I walk here. This city isn't a driving city because it has to be. It's not a driving city because of the size and the scope. It's a driving city because you can't walk outside without wanting to kill yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Or actually risking. Or kill somebody else. Yeah. One of the three. One of the three. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I do think that like, you know, we sauna all the time mm-hmm. and it doesn't hold the candle to no, the humidity of and just walking. I would rather depressing. sit in a sauna for 45 minutes yeah. than walk 15 minutes to and from the metro station. I'm convinced to this day the only reason they didn't put the capital in Houston is because they finally got there and they were like, holy wow, cow. let's go back. This was a bad idea. Let's yeah, go back. To it's Waterloo. crazy to think that Austin is a happy medium because you can go to yeah. West Texas. Yeah. Dry like go hell. to El Paso. Go to El Paso, yeah. And then it's super, super, super dry heat. Mm-hmm. And also like the wind, like there's no blockage from no, the wind. No, you've got no... <laughs> you could go to Lubbock, but everyone would laugh at you. Yeah. And like, so... How is Lubbock still a thing? I Because I, tech is there. I get like Pat Mahomes, I think, gave I us I hear a relevance. lot of people are moving there lately. Well, it's because you can buy a house for like 20 bucks. Sure. It's also it, very easy to navigate. Very. <laughs> I'm always going to make fun of Lubbock, but it is actually not the worst city in the world. It's just extremely boring. Very. Well, and they do that thing where they're like, we're the coolest city. Yeah. Look like how cool we are. Look how cool we are. We love it. We have, we have deer. And rem- it's like, yeah, it's it, like, uh, I remember a real uh, I went there for a work, a Christmas work party years ago. Yeah. Uh, when I was working with a tech company. Centuries and, ago. And they hit centuries ago. And they had just that put in an Alamo draft house. <laughs> and, and it was <laughs> like. Everybody there was like, "Isn't this amazing? Can you believe it? Were Lubbock you, has an Alamo we, draft house." And like everyone How Lubbock cool was like, "Everyone in Lubbock was like, wait, wait, wait! wait you're wait, wait, telling wait. me you can order food at a movie theater while the pictures playing? Holy cow! I didn't even know we had a movie theater. They were like, "Oh my god, movies come in color now." Yeah. <laughs> They were like, the parking lot's paved? That's crazy. (laughs) How did I get here? (laughs) Running a small business is incredibly hard when you have no idea how to market it or brand it clearly. Small business owners, small business operators across the country work so hard to make products and services that they are proud of, but almost always hit a plateau in growth. That's why Creators Collective is here to help. For years, we have helped businesses triple, quadruple, even five times their revenue by creating branding and marketing content that clarifies your brand and drives sales. So if you are at a bottleneck or at a plateau trying to grow your small business, even stay in business, make sure to visit creatorscollective.us right now. Schedule a call so we can find out what services you need, 
how we can work with you and make sure that we can boost your bottom line so that you can grow as a business. Who's uh, What happened once upon a time in Texas history? Once upon a time. Once upon a time in Texas history, a magazine was established. Oh, which one? Well, is this relevant to conversations we've been having off mic? It might be. Uh, this, this famous magazine, this storied magazine that tells beautiful tales of the high plains mm-hmm. and the wild west. Texas Monthly. Oh, nice. Was founded. Reputable. Reputable. Reputable journalists. Yeah. Worked mm-hmm. there. Uh, all from Texas, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Texas Monthly was founded in 1973 by a man named Michael R. Levy and has been published by Emmis Publishing LP since 1998. Okay. It's now owned by Enterprise Products Co. And it chronicles life in Texas. It's a lot document, going there. Politics, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. life, cities, those types of Whole things. Whole thing. Has a couple, you know, the Texas barbecue edition. Yeah. If, you, comes if you're out. listening, you know what Texas Monthly is. Yeah. And, and it is historically a fantastic magazine that talks all about the people in Texas and the things happening and why it's such a beautiful, interesting state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and historically. Uh, historically. Yeah. And it is, you know, growing up, uh, we would go to dad's office for mm-hmm. various reasons. And I always remember. Well, to uh, clean it. To, <laughs> I mean, that was later in life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, we'd go to dad's office and clean it. I always remembered that Texas Monthly was such a mainstay. Yeah. Uh, and no matter where you went in Andrews, Texas, somebody's coffee table had Texas Monthly. Yeah. It. it was a fun and, magazine. And you you always had the most interesting stories mm-hmm. about small town people, yeah. uh, you know, finance bros in, mm-hmm. in Dallas doing their thing. Yeah. Rodeo. Well, I mean, it next was, to each other. It, you know, the TV. I'm pretty sure the TV show Dallas yeah. was based on a story from Texas Monthly. Yeah. The movie Bernie based, based on, on a story from Texas Monthly. The podcast, the very famous. Well, they have great podcasts. Great too. Podcasts Tom Brown's well. body was based initially on um, uh, on I, what, Skip Holland's worst yeah. articles in Texas Monthly. The new, I mean, I hate that a lot of these are murder sure, based, but, like, but Texas Killing Fields well, based on a book. Yeah. And that was based on an article that was From in Texas, Texas Monthly. Monthly. It has been the springboard for a lot of really amazing ideas. Yeah, and um, really great writers as well. Yeah. Boomtown's an amazing podcast. Um, being rolled into Landman. Landman. Bass Reeves. Oh, yeah. Is being rolled into. Shouts out Christian Wallace. Shouts, shouts out Christian We're Wallace. We're going to say some stuff yeah, yeah. in about 10 minutes. Yeah. None of it is relevant to Christian Wallace. Honestly, no. And none of and it. we'll bring him up again, but uh, just real quick, we do want to say he is a family friend. We've mm-hmm. known him since we were kids. Truly, I think Christian Wallace is one of the best writers working today. Yeah, in general. In general. Yeah. And his and co- has the credits to back it has up. Has the credits to back it up. And specifically his coverage of West Texas, mm-hmm. of, of Texas life, is so unique yeah. and so beautiful mm-hmm. uh, that I would challenge anybody. To, yeah. To One, you know, f- to, to pay homage to the place that raised you the yeah, way yeah. he has, as he is, you know, mm-hmm. grown more and more in notoriety as a writer yeah. is really, really cool. His recent article on Robert Earl Keane, the cover amazing. story. So good. so good. We had the pleasure actually of yeah. singing Merry Christmas from the family. Yeah. In front of him, because we just happened birthday, to be. We went to, uh, to, we went Egos. to Egos. For Shouts out Egos right off uh, South Congress. And, karaoke yeah. 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. every yeah. night. And yeah, we just happened to be there when the Texas Monthly staff mm-hmm. was there. Um, again, nothing that we say in the next 10 minutes refers to, refers to our friend Christian. To our friend Christian, our dear, dear friend Christian. Yeah, yeah. Before we get there, do you want to know who our Texas badass is? I do want to know who our Texas our badass is. Our Texas badass is Jason David Frank. Okay. Otherwise known as Tommy from Power Rangers. Power Rangers. The White Ranger, the leader of the group. Watcha! He was a legitimate, like... Yeah, he was a martial artist. A legitimate uh, martial artist, did a couple of MMA fights, like mixed results He, he ran a sure. school in Dallas, right? In Houston. In Houston. So he, okay. he was born in California, but was raised in Texas. Yeah. 
he did pass away recently. It was a whole thing yeah. back uh, early November. Mm-hmm. Passed away pretty pre- young. Pretty young. I mean, yeah, he was. He wasn't even fifty yet. He yeah, was forty nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, his amateur MMA record was uh, four uh, four wins, uh, two by knockout, two mm-hmm. by submission. Nice. Had four kids. He also went one and one professionally as a, as a professional okay, MMA yeah. fighter. But yeah, he was cast as the role of Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger. Initially, the role was set for 14 episodes, but due to the popularity of the character, he was brought back as yeah. the White Ranger to lead the new team. And he eventually was also the Red Ranger. Yeah, he, so he, yeah, it kind of bleeds into the Red yeah. Ranger. He's re, he is the only original cast member to mm-hmm. sort of bounce around through bounce multiple. throughout multiple yeah, yeah. Ranger groups. Yeah. Um, he reprised the role in the 2004 Dino Thunder Power Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he reprised it for the 10th anniversary episode as uh, the Forever Red and Power Rangers Wild Force. Um, he came back in Power Rangers Super Mega Force. Yeah. And then also um, yeah, he had a cameo role in the 2017 film Power Rangers. So he just sort of Rangers. Dude, I wanted to be a Power Ranger so bad. So bad. The movie was so literally good. why I started doing Taekwondo. Yeah, you so you're yeah. a black belt in Taekwondo. I am, yeah. Um yeah, he ran or you know, uh, strip mall karate as I like to call it. <laughs> I mean it was legitimate. It was taekwondo, fun. It was a lot of for fun. sure. It's also yeah. Andrew, so you can't it's say a, strip yeah, mall. You can't say, yeah, that's like funny. Boutique. Why well, because there was a strict. Cl- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Jags no. was twenty miles. Uh, away. Shout, shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Raymond for yeah, me. Mr. Raymond. Shout out to Mr. Raymond and <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Estrada for teaching me how to kick things. Yeah, dude, we had like a boneyard of wooden, yeah, wooden boards board. and, and and cement. <laughs> when blocks. I would like from practice. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. you your friends would come over. Yeah, from and school, we would just like yeah, and they'd be like, dude, the kick thing. <laughs> we were just kicking boards. We just see how many I could do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, was it was awesome. Fun. It was fun. Um, all because of Power Rangers. All because of Power. Yeah, yeah, he he unfortunately did pass away recently, November nineteenth, twenty twenty two, in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um. He also not only people know this, he created his own style of martial art of karate, yeah. of martial art, uh, tuso kundo. Karate. Um, okay. Okay. So that's he had his own studio. He lived in Humble, had his own studio in Houston, where he taught tuso kundo. Tuso kundo. Yeah. Other uh, other other another form of taekwondo. Taekwondo. Um. So yeah, the White Ranger. I just White I. Ranger. Well, originally the Green Ranger and then the White Ranger, sometimes yeah. the Red Ranger. Tommy he, he was he was all, all, always the coolest. Like that was everyone wanted. Everybody wanted I mean, that's to, why they kept bringing yeah, him that's back. Why they, like uh, they kept trying to recreate. Like, they brought him in as the bad guy. Yeah, and that didn't work. And and every <laughs> collectively, every child in America was like, no, no, he's cool. No, he's cool. That's a cool. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's. I mean, I remember yeah, as yeah. a kid seeing Tommy. He's the first antihero I remember. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and it still didn't work because we were like, yeah, "This yeah. guy's cool." He summons uh, his, uh, well, his giant sword from the yeah. like, playing the ocarina. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just crazy to think back to the original Power Rangers because mm-hmm. I remember it was supposed to be Rocky, like yeah, was, Rocky the Red be, Ranger. Yeah. Was supposed to the be leader. the cool one, yeah, yeah. And then there was, I think Ben was Ben was the, the nerd, the nerd, yeah, the Blue Ranger, um, and like you know, but Rocky was yeah, supposed yeah, to be the centerpiece, and this Green Ranger guy is just floating on the corner, yeah. and you're like that. Well, and they it, they messed up because they you know all the all the other Rangers, red, blue, green, black, yellow, yeah. pink, had the, everything look kind of the same. Their their suits mm-hmm. were just kind of the spandex, and yeah. then the Green Ranger comes out with like these the sh- shoulder pads, shoulders and, and had like the jaguar yeah. face. 
So, so cool. you're just like, well, obviously, yeah, this clearly is the writers are like, oh, oh well, you know oh, what? We, uh, guess we, we just gave this guy a career. Oh, man, yeah. So, yeah, I'll leave it to a Texan to yeah. be on the periphery and somehow float, and all, float the all the way to the center. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jason David Frank, RIP. Hey. Um, you are our thank you for informing Texas badass. Job. Once again, we're coming to you live from Pouch 6 Q6 <laughs> Studios here in Austin, Texas, recently. Named the Texas Monthly Bum Steer of the Year of the Year, which was uh, now w- let's explain the award really. Quickly. Yeah, so the award I I didn't do I did a lot of research. I didn't research the first Bum Steer, right. like what are the origins of it? Yeah, but notoriously, famously, every year Texas Monthly releases its Bum Steer of the Year. It's, it's kind fun, of its yeah yeah it's a little fun playful like our you know the texas village idiot of the yeah. year last year it was craig Sweet. abbott and then <laughs> um, ted cruz was also yeah ted cruz has been a bump steer yeah, it, which makes sense yeah there's all most of the time mm-hmm. the bump steer is like yeah i yeah. and i will i will even say in this case making austin texas the bump steer makes logical sense in some way in some ways <laughs> but this is the year that uvalde happened yeah and they're I would understand if in the writer's room, uh-huh. they were like, well, that, you know, it would cause it's some intense, pain with Alex pain. Jones, Sandy Hook stuff sure. going on. But even the Uvalde but Police Department say, the Uvalde or police department. You know, make it like, the police department, yeah, yeah. you and know. I mean, that's my point. For and sure. And they even had some good, like, because they always list the, like, backups that they, yeah. that they pitched. Yeah. And the well, backups see, they were covered their excellent. butt a little bit. Yeah, you watch yeah. it because they had the Texas Democratic Party leader as yeah. the, like, runner-up. So I see what they did there. Yeah, same. Um... We took the time to read the mm-hmm. article. We did. Because, you know, you and see... And they make some good points. But they're mute points. But they don't matter because <laughs> the biggest point that they made was about the lack of diversity. Yes, which we have talked about on this podcast. We, all, we make fun of Austin a decent yeah. amount for being it falsely... Is, it is a city that deserves to be made fun of occasionally. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're the better version of Portland in a lot of I ways. I think so. You know, yeah. like... We're at least more accessible and the weather is a little better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we're just as white. But we're just as white. So... So, whenever you, whenever you as an organization, decide to take a stand mm-hmm. against something and point it out as a problem... Yeah. It might be helpful for somebody <laughs> to run the numbers. Yeah, because I, I, I'm the. We were yeah. having a text chain with yeah. one of our friends who will remain nameless. Yes. Wonderful friend, uh, and I read through the article, and, it, and it's pretty quick that there's a very there's that whether it's from the right or the left, there's always this kind of like off putting tone with these yeah. types of articles. It's very like high and mighty here's what we're writing and we're correct and it's everything i'm about they to know say better than you yeah i'm writing this because i'm a journalist mm. and i know more than everybody so i have it's a it's an oracle it's yeah. i'm bringing the knowledge to you it's like here oh, oh sweetheart you didn't know you should you should read yeah. the smart one i had yeah. to dumb this down for yeah, you for you so it has that tone already mm. so it's a little like it's okay. so condescending oh yeah i could have just used the word condescending just now <laughs> I am dumb. I can't think of big words. <laughs> not sponsored so, by. Not sponsored by. Vocabulary. Stupid. <laughs> um, so, you know, it opens with the tone. Yes. And I'm reading it and there's, you know, some pieces about how dumb are we to be opening a surf park mm-hmm. because of all the water problems. There's legit meanwhile, water problems. Well, meanwhile, there's articles praising Inland Surf Park, which is the original surf park that opened in Austin in 2016. I pulled an article yeah. where Texas Monthly is like, look, we have a, we surf, have a park. surf park. Isn't Austin cool? And oh, uh, were we not having water problems? Yeah, were there no water? Was oh, there zero concern about that? Wait, late Travis was wait. at its record it was co- low it was complete- oh. in 2016. Oh. oh, no. So it's a problem. So, 
So we're about so, okay. facing. Okay, okay. Cool, we get cool, it. All right, cool. Cool. All right. Fine. fine. So we're making fine. points about you know water we're, now. We're allowed to change our mind. Fine. Change cool. your mind. Cool. Change your mind. And then we get to the point that I hope we're not going. But, it, but we knew it was coming. <laughs> it says, you know, recruiting tech companies that are disproportionately white. Verbatim, that's what it says. It, it Disproportionately white, which has caused the already lack of diversity to go down. And it points out that the African-American population in Austin has gone from 7% to 6% because of the tech companies. They name the tech companies specifically. And their, and their too white right. culture. <laughs> culture coming here. Yeah. I looked at LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You did the work. I did the work. It took me an hour. Sorry, Alec. Um, a little, a little distracted. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the text yeah, so that I get it exactly point. right. Because, because you know what, it, I I would understand if somebody was trying to demonstrate a better way to go about doing business. Yeah, I I love it whenever uh you know people say, hey, here's a problem that I see, and then they make efforts to fix it themselves within their own lives or their own organization. Yeah, or, really or when it's coming when it's coming if it was coming from the NAACP Austin yeah. chapter, like hey, this disproportionately white city and these yeah. companies, they'd be like, they yeah, probably fair. they probably yeah. Um, Texas Monthly it, uh, on LinkedIn. There's a LinkedIn, 178 yeah. employees on sure. LinkedIn. 155 are white. 155 are white. Uh huh. So I look. I'm <laughs> I'm also a little dumb. Do you think that's disproportionate? That seems pretty disproportionate. That seems pretty di again. Uh, okay. It's okay. Reflect, you know what? It's fine. reflecting that's the fine. lack of diversity sure. in the city in they're the city. in. But it's a little weird it's a when little they're weird. 1978 is when they started. Yeah. So they've had a while. They've had a minute. They've had a while to like right. address what we culturally seem to see as an issue when exactly. when any company big or small is mostly staffed by white people. And I'm I'm curious about something. How many writers do they have on staff? Um, you know? So I just looked at writers at large. Sure, at large. So these okay. aren't staff writers. These are like they're these writers are writers at large. Writers. People that they're like, look yeah. at these writers yeah. who take the so time. So these aren't even the people that, that are core to their organization. These are people they select. <laughs> they, these are SC Gwynn's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Skip. Yeah. Well, he's actually on staff. But okay. the, who they list on the Texas Monthly website as writers at large. Yeah. 20 out of 23 are white. Interesting. Because and 18 of those 20 are white males older than 50. So for this whole trope Ooh, that the left really loves to latch on to yeah. of old white men are the problem. Yeah. And you have this tone of look at us. We're a left leaning magazine that yeah. has all these left leaning points. Your writers at large are mostly white men. So not only are they disproportionately white men over the age of 50, <laughs> uh, they don't even match the demographic because as you pointed out in your own article, we dropped from 7% to 6% black representation. And I don't know how many of the three you named are black. Uh, well, no, here's what was and, really fun. Okay. So and here's Texas. Sure, yeah. Is a lot of our diversity comes from the Mexican-American population. Yes. There were two Hispanic writers. Oh, of the 23 of writers the, at large. Oh, yeah. I sorry. Three, three. There were no African-American okay. writers at large. So would you say that, that their African-American representation is um, lacking? It's um, well, again, it's probably reflective sure. of the lack of diversity across the whole city, but it's not proportionally lacking. It's, it's actually <laughs> less than it's, what you would expect well, based on the city's demographic. The weird thing that stuck out to me was the tech the tech companies of the yeah. because they moved in the, here. It's a tech company. You're right. Yeah, right. They, they moved companies. here it's and they fault. brought they brought they their brought lack of diversity with, with them. them. It hmm. couldn't possibly be the organization that started here. Yeah, and has been here since its 1970s. roots are in Austin huh, and in Texas. And that's really weird. According to your own company website, the bulk of your employees, whether they're writers or social media managers, are white. Huh. 
I don't care. That's actually kind I of I care point, in right? this moment. Like here's why I care. I care because you said it was important. Yeah. And and you pointed out like Austin's a problem. Right. Austin's our bump steer. Here's one of the, here's problems. One of the problems. It's disproportionately and you in, white. you implied that the disproportionate white representation caused the other problems, which is just false. Completely inaccurate. Like when your own organization yeah. fails to represent the thing that you're holding up as that a virtue, you say is important. You don't get to write articles anymore. I'm really opinion. sorry. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Bleep this out. F- right off. <laughs> Bleep it out, please. Um, sorry, mom and mom in law. Anyway, um, my mom in law. So you don't. Have to and we haven't it. gotten into this part yet. It's the part that stuck out the most. But that's the part that sticks. We out were the like, because that's. I was looking for it. Yeah. Uh, as, when the tone is so clear from when the get go, so of like, clearly condescending. Also, the guy who wrote the article, white. Yeah. Um, is he, let, let me ask you this question: Is he actually from Texas? From what I looked into, no. So, an interesting thing about Texas Monthly and their writers: um, How many are from Texas? Like three or four mm-hmm. from and, Texas, and born the, and raised in Texas. The, born, the best born and raised Texas writer now lives in Louisiana because he's a great husband. Because he's a great husband. But but my point remains. <laughs> You're driving the people that you want to work at your your magazine away. Away. So there's that. Yeah. That, we're looking at the the diversity from a, you know. Yeah. So fine. Cultural you know perspective. Call, call Austin the bum steer well, of the year. And then little things, you right? To. You know, one of their lines is like home of overpriced barbecue. Right. You make the top you literally 50 make the barbecue list. list. Hey, it's how your many fault. how many of the top 10 are in four? Four of them. Four of them. How many of those are affordable? Zero of them. Exactly. Zero. And how many of them are in Micklethwaite? None of None. them. So you don't even know, so what, you don't even know what good barbecue is. is. I'm just kidding. Interstellar, they're all great. They're all really, yeah. But, and I also, I, I just went ahead and did some more research. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Over the last five years on the barbecue thing, there had been at least four, max six barbecue joints based in Austin in the top 10. That is what drives the price of barbecue up. I went to Panther City in Fort Worth yeah, this weekend. Really, really affordable. Number eight or nine this past year. Yeah. Still affordable. Yeah. So, hey, Texas Monthly. If you want barbecue prices to go down, stop, stop naming. Stop making the list or just leave Austin out of it. It's your fault, partially. So what we're coming back to is if you think Austin is so bad, you're part of the problem. If not perpetuating it, because let's also not forget if we're going to just stereotype here. Sure. I am stereotyping. It's on the record. Yeah. We have it on video. But by the way, this is feelings, no facts. There's some facts, but this is a, this is no way. What you just said, it took me an hour and a half out of my work day to pull these facts. I this got is, so obsessed with this sorry, that I pulled I, facts. I, this you is know the what? most researched you know episode. This is the, the most Texas researched Pod episode we've ever, ever done. So every under-researched person can suck it. This has been researched. This is I also just the most angry I've ever it's been. It's also public knowledge. You can go check me on all of this. Texas Monthly, check yourself on all of this. Update your LinkedIn profile. For dear God. Yeah. Um, Maybe hire some black people. Sorry, you just triggered me by sorry, saying all, all feelings, no facts. I heard, I heard it come out, and I was going to... Re- I, I knew Lots you jumped of on it. feelings. Lots of feelings. Some facts. Some pretty good research some that good mostly research did. facts. Because I, I wanted to come on here and be able to yeah. say, I looked. I looked. Twice. Exactly. So... Yeah, because initially I thought um, our friend was the only Texas writer. That's not true. That's not true. There are other writers from Texas, but for the most part, if we're going to talk about lack of diversity from an even where they're from standpoint, Mm -hmm. the bulk of the staff at Texas Monthly, the magazine that is explicitly about about Texas, is staffed mostly by people from the Northeast. And here's why we're not sponsored by intellectual hypocrisy. I truly believe that if you move here from somewhere else and you make this your home, you are a Texan. So to that's be, part of the Texas spirit to be betrayed by the people that we welcome mm-hmm. and want to come here and make this their home. 
feels so shitty. Yeah. Well, also, again, intellectual hypocrisy. If we're going to talk about tropes and stereotypes, starting right now, I'm stereotyping yeah. feelings. No facts sure. here. Okay, cool. Most journalists mm-hmm. and people who work at clearly a place like Texas Monthly right. are upper middle class mm-hmm. from upper middle class families. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. I, I, I personally don't see it as a problem. That's part of the goal. You can't. I, I can't blame you for what yep. you're born into. Have your money as it's well great. as like earning your are way. are well educated, mm-hmm. whether it is from Carnegie Mellon University right. or NYU or Harvard or UT. Yeah. And again, both great education. Mo- most journalists receive high, highly touted, mm-hmm. very expensive educations. They are part. Degrees. They are part of these more liberal leaning mm-hmm. think tanks that are now universities, in yeah. my opinion. And then they move mm-hmm. to really cool places yeah. like Austin, like New York, like and, Portland. And then they belong. no one. None of these people wanted to work at the Boston Globe. No, it's and historic, but Boston's not cool. Yeah, they came here because it was and cool. also two years ago wrote an article about yeah. how optimistic they are about the future of Austin and re- name and name it within the article yeah. itself. The, the restaurants are really yeah. cool and really hip. The bars are kind of grungy, yeah. but it's fun and we can go out to Barbarella yeah. and it's this cool place and the music is live and it's this awesome place to be. What changed? Y- you don't get to you don't get to write an article about Austin being the bum steer because of all of the things that you in your own outlet listed as reasons for it being cool. Don't mm-hmm. complain about houses being driven up in price and finding nowhere to live and traffic sucking when you're the reason people want to come. You're here. the reason people want to come here and you're the people coming here and making that shit happen. Also, your office is here. Yeah. Shut Bleep up. Bleep up. <laughs> <laughs> Trying really hard. Oh, yeah. Like, it I don't just, even care at this it point. It doesn't like, sit well with me that the magazine that has Texas on the cover in his office right here in this town gets yeah. to call Austin the bum steer of the year for reasons when they're part of the problem that they perpetuate. They're part of the problem. That would be like us coming on Texas and yeah. saying Austin sucks. Yeah. We live here. We live here. We like it here. I like Austin. Like, it's a fun place. And <laughs> not to say, look, I'm going to take just a second to say that there are some good points within the article. Yes, the the population explosion has caused housing prices to, to go way too high, yeah. way too fast. It's pushing people out of places they've lived forever, and that's not necessarily a good thing. It's causing traffic to be pretty insane. The urban sprawl is getting pretty ridiculous. So, yeah. And you're going to lose, because of COVID and all the other things, some of the uniquely Austin things that we all love and, and want to share. But don't come crying to me when you can't park at Barton Springs because you started writing about how cool Austin is. Yeah. And again, that's on you. You're getting out of Austin what you wanted out of it. Exactly. You, you wanted it to grow. You wanted more of your liberal friends to move here. And now they're here. And now they're here. And they brought their bland chain restaurants with them. It's your fault. Sorry. It's your fault. Get over so, it. So, yeah, we just. <sighs> At this podcast, we want to come out and say that we believe that the bum steer of the year award went to the wrong thing. We do. And that the bulk of the article is null and void. And I got to say, man, I, I took a long walk this afternoon with a friend and we were going around uh, Lady Bird Lake. Really great walking trail. Beautiful day today. The weather is perfect. Clear skies, about 70 degrees. The leaves have changed, and we sat down on one of the benches, and we could see downtown Austin, which is absolutely changing, and that's not a bad thing, and we sat there in perfect silence watching the weather, and I just felt so blessed at 
the beauty of the city and all the memories that I have here and knowing that tonight I'm going to go see a comedy show Mm -hmm. and maybe I'll catch some live music afterwards. And I'm going to find a bar that I've never been to. That's kind of grungy and fun because all the things you love still exist. Mm -hmm. You just did a really good job of selling it. Yeah. So, you know, have your piney too. And from the other side, the article is right in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And there are people who have decided that for their future, they don't want to live here. Yeah. So they're looking for other places to live and they're moving. If you're going to complain about it, fucking move, move. If you're going to write an article about all these things that you are perpetuating, shut up or move or at the very least consider your tone. Because Not even consider your tone. No. Just be self-aware. Sure, be self-aware. Texas Monthly, right here. We will tag you in this yeah. post. I'm gonna put. We're gonna screenshot Absolutely. your workforce mm-hmm. and put it on the internet with your quote of disproportionately white. Change it in the next year, or don't write the same article. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.